Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. (laughs) I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings, and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs, and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them I don't feel secure and honestly I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive so really really recommend it love it and I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening Fiona because I love their collection so if you use the code lovebites20 it's applicable on full price items only this can be used online and in store so there's two stores in Dubai one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach they also ship globally if you're buying from outside of Dubai then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture which is brilliant news thank you so much El Couture this is a podcast now production. Jumped into the shower the next day, washed his fucking balls with Johnson's baby shampoo, and just that's it, you know. But he he is somewhat traumatized because the poor the poor bastard was setting out to find a more mature woman and ended up finding a fucking five year old. Welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Like the fact that if you wax too much, it ruins the el- uh, elasticity of your vagina. <laughs> Sorry, I can't get my words out there. <laughs> uh, or, Fiona Wishart, yeah. but at 36 years old, I feel like I am inept at riding on top. Riding dick. Yeah, I'm just, I feel like I've never really fully got to grips with it, so to speak. And when a guy's like, oh, get on top, I'm like, for fuck's sake. Firstly, everything hangs out. I just don't feel attractive. And if truth be told, my technique sucks. I feel like forward to aft, forward to aft, like I'm fucking rowing a rowing boat on, you know, the Thames or whatever works. But I feel like guys are inclined to want to push you up, down, up, down. But then Mm. I don't get anything from that. So I just sort of feel like everything is out of whack. So yes, um, I'm an inept rider at 36 years old. And I I truly feel like women don't truly know how to do it a lot of the time. And you're an easy rider. I'm an easy rider. Um, but just just putting that out there because I sort of feel like men love when a woman a woman jumps on top and yeah I'm just not not here for it. But there is and a of technique. Course, okay, you sorry, say, tell me. Carry on. I'll tell you the technique after. Go. Okay. <laughs> I'm loving this flow. It's amazing. Great and flow of course, today. And of course, whatever dating feels you have, or if you need any love advice or you just want to talk to us about anything at all you've heard in the podcast, we love to hear from you. Email us, info at lovebitespodcast, po- info at com, or drop us a DM on our Instagram page. If you want to talk we- to me about this technique. So the thing is, a guy wants you to bounce up and down on the penis because for them, the up and down movement is how they're going to get their kicks. For women, the reason why you want to go back and forth is because actually... 
the only way a woman can orgasm is clitorally. You you don't orgasm. Like even if you're having an internal orgasm, it's still a clitoris orgasm. And when you're on top, the way girls orgasm on top is because actually the clitoris is rubbing on the pelvic bone of the guy. Mm-hmm. And actually I have heard this, um, that actually if the guy has pubic hair, it oh, Jesus gives Christ. a better, no, it gives a better orgasm. Because of the texture. That would would seem very raspy to me. Well, only if the guy has clipped it and it's like a loofah, like a more microdermabrasion for your clit. of microdermabrasion (laughs) for the clit? I feel like you love to have a a really soft clitoris that's like microdermed (laughs) within an inch of its life. Do you know what? I'm going to be honest. I have never heard (laughs) the word pubic hair included in any sort of sexual conversation to increase horniness like oh but that's why we have pubes but that's why we have it we have it because actually the pubic hair on a woman is where our pheromones are so actually (laughs) the smell that like obviously if it's clean sure but like this the natural scent of a woman's pubic hair and a man's pubic hair for that matter is supposed to arouse you that is biologically what how and also the pubic hair is there to protect the like insides yeah cool um i mean i don't have any so yeah i'm i'm sure mine is giving off other pheromones pubes is something that we we, we, (laughs) i mean like do you know what you do you with pubes if you want to have like a massive 70s bush do it Um, and i just into it yeah definitely here for you when i listen i have a story to tell you okay yeah i'm excited it's something that my friend voice noted me for like literally two minutes before we started this podcast and I've been laughing my head off. So I would be very interested to hear your thoughts on this because this guy is waiting. So my friend is currently hanging out with her guy friends. They're like completely friends, nothing in it. So she's super excited because she hasn't seen him in months. Um, With the lockdown over here, it's the first time that they've been hooking up as friends. And she's like, tell me everything about your your dating life, what's been happening, what about the girls and all the rest of it. So he's meeting a girl next week and he's excited, but also very um, dubious and reticent to kind of meet her or whatever. And he has been slightly traumatized of recent. And I feel like we're always on here telling these stories about guys and there's just as as many freaky women out there as there are freaky men. Oh yeah. So we're here for it. Like, there's freaks all over the show like and it doesn't discriminate against sex so he is early 30s and he wants a more mature woman in his life so he went on a on a date with a 35 year old woman and they went sorry how to, old is he he's early 30s he's early 20s and he's going yeah. out with a 35 year old yeah so just like okay, a slightly a older, little bit older, nothing yeah, too yeah, hectic yeah. but you know especially for a man like an older woman that's like a bit of a bigger deal right because usually the the woman's younger but anyways semantics so they go back to her place and she lives at the bottom of her parents garden in a log cabin again absolutely nothing wrong with that so they go down there and they're drinking wine and they're sitting on the sofa and this 35 year old woman says this daddy daddy do you like me daddy do you want to go to bed Daddy, do you want me to make you come? <gasps> right? She starts speaking like a five-year-old, right? 
Oh, Daddy, no. do you think I'm a very good girl? Oh, oh look at some shivers. God, Daddy. Yes. And he's like, what the actual fuck are you doing? And she's like, oh, Daddy, I think I'm a very good girl, but sometimes I get naughty. You want to come and give me spank spank in the bed? Shit like this. And he's just like, <laughs> honestly, this is really fucking <laughs> out of my comfort zone. And... Laura, I think obviously made a great sex caller. I really think right, you missed I mean, your calling. So I mean, I, I, hold on. Let me see if I have the voice note. If I can actually, no, that's really mean. If I play his voice note, but anyways, <laughs> oh, he does a very good because he's got this like he's got this very Belfast accent, and then he does the accent. She clearly tries to do this <coughs> weird American five year old accent. Um. Anyways, he ends up staying because you know maybe enjoyed that to some extent and then yeah. the weirdest thing was the next day when he was going into the shower there was like baby products like um baby shampoo baby lotion baby wipes and stuff maybe you know it soothes her skin but i definitely think there's a nod to that sort of infantile sexual arousal thing um apparently that's a very real sexual hold on fetish. hold on so hang on let me just summarize she want and there's nothing wrong with wanting to say daddy in the bedroom but mm-hmm. she wanted to call she wanted to call him daddy and then had johnson and johnson baby yeah literally lotion. she had johnson and but johnson she had no child no child she lived in the cabin by herself and oh my god um, johnson and johnson's no tear shampoo and all sorts of like baby products so i definitely think and again there's nothing wrong with that to be one to be called daddy in the bedroom but apparently this is before they even got to the bedroom this is when they were just sitting drinking wine um you know see oh my god i know i'm so weird it's so weird i don't have an issue like so my friend um told me my friend he's gay and he said that he was uh he was sleeping with this guy and um and this guy they were the same age and this guy basically turned around and was like oh do you like that daddy and that and like he was like my friend was like first of all it's a bit first of all i'm not i'm not old enough to be a dad with the same age and not even gray haired secondly like don't you want to have that comp- what he found so strange about it was like wouldn't you want to have that com because it's very specific it's a niche right mm-hmm. wouldn't you mm-hmm. want to have that conversation beforehand like if she was into it shouldn't she have been like listen like having a very i mean obviously people aren't as very that not everyone's sexually open so in the moment you are going to say things but mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to have like an open conversation and be like this is what i like because it's very spe- it's very niche it's not like you're like saying oh i like it missionary you're saying i like I have. I want to be treated. Like I want to be infant. treated. Yeah, I want to be treated like an infant. Or I, I like. I have a daddy. Clearly, I have daddy issues. Do you know what? Fur fur play to her. She grabbed the bull by the balls, so to speak, and just cracked out her best wee baby accent. I mean, he ended up staying over and having a wonderful time. I'm sure. But isn't that but- so crazy about men, though? That's the thing. That's what I find so crazy. Can you imagine if you were sitting, first of all, this is the like disparities of men and women. If it was the other way around and I was telling you this story and I sat there and I was having wine with this guy and then he said to me, call me daddy, like you're my little baby girl. Can I like brush your hair? You'd have been like, Fiona, get the fuck out of there. And I would have ran for my life. Whereas this guy was like, I'm just going to stay in Shaka and stay the night. 
Yeah, he's had no tears shampoo. Time. He jumped in the, the shower the next day, washed his fucking balls with Johnson's baby shampoo, and just that's it. You know, but he he is somewhat traumatized because the poor the poor bastard was setting out to find a more mature woman and ended up finding a fucking five year old. So, anyways, I thought that was hilarious, and it just goes to show we can't always like bash the men with the freak no. stick. There are just as many freaky women out there. Do you know what? I have another story and it's going to be really quick, but I'm going to just, Tell you me. know, touch upon this. So it's a DM that I got this week from a girl that I don't know, but she just asked our opinion on it. Now, Fiona, this is a funny one. She yeah. had mentioned the fact that her and her boyfriend love a bit of role play. Okay, nice. And whenever, <clears throat> mostly when they're quite intoxicated or drunk or whatever they talk about things like you know maybe this daddy thing or whatever um, yeah you know oh god I, you, what did she say something like um they fantasize <clears throat> about like group, group sex but it's all fantasy it's just all vocalized <coughs> nothing's actually done but apparently last week he got super drunk and took things too far in her eyes anyways and he talked about um how he wanted to fuck her best friend and said things like Ooh. yeah said things like very specific about her best friend i.e boob size and butt size and things like that that's bad enough then he talked about fucking the maid obviously they're living somewhere where they have a maid that comes in and cleans the house and she cleaner. just messaged to say yeah maid cleaner whatever and she has just said that she's got now got to the point where she physically cannot look at him and obviously when you kind of specify somebody so clearly and this person is clearly in your everyday life that she just cannot let it go and she was like, is this something that you think that I'm being overly sensitive about? Because clearly I was giving him a, a safe space of fantasy. But now every time our cleaner mm. comes in, and, and that's the thing, Fiona, I actually think it's their living maid. And I was just like, oh mm. my God, that actually makes me feel sick. Because clearly it is the realm of fantasy land. But as a woman, she must constantly be thinking, does he... Yeah. fancy my best friend does he fancy the maid um, well that's where girls mind well girls minds will automatically no matter how secure you are as a person if your other half starts talking about how they want to fuck your best friend and fuck the the cleaner who's in your house day in and day out of course your mind's gonna reel i personally think if it's bothering her and they are in a committed relationship then you know in his eyes he hasn't done anything wrong because she's not said anything yet so i would suggest sitting him down and be and just say it makes me feel uncomfortable i'm open to talking about these fantasies i want to be open Equally, this for me is where my boundary is, and I would really like you to respect the boundary. There's, yeah, of like course, taking be, it a step too far. Yeah, surely. it's like because also there there are boundaries in all relationships, and if you don't say what those boundaries are, the other person isn't going to know. Because he probably also would be more like I'm hoping that I'm like they're obviously in a committed relationship, and I don't, you know, I'm I'm hoping for the best here that he's not going to go and like you know cheat on her or anything like that, but. 
he probably would be mortified that he's upset her and that this is where her boundary lies. But she, yeah, all she and can I do checked is with her and she said her. she hadn't mentioned it. She's just like completely her well, yeah, stomach is turned because i think i can you imagine know, like it's like her riding on top and then being her saying like oh my god i wish that you were your dad or whatever like it's something yeah. there's kind of places that you don't go but yeah i, I thought that as well but also role play like when i hear the word role play i i hear like sexy teacher and like it's like a almost like exactly. a porn it's like a porn story because that's kind of what you associate role play with it's the the doctor and the patient and like you know the like i don't know whoever but like like the pilot in the cabin crew fucking yeah, in the cockpit not i want to fuck your best, best friend like that's just, massive knockers yeah so yes just, i think yeah, you're right far. they probably <clears throat> Oh, I don't know. I just did not envy that girl at all. And that would make me feel sick to my stomach. But I think, yeah, I think also the boundary thing generally in relationships needs to be talked about more because I think that people's boundaries are different no matter who you are. You're not going to have the same boundary. And I think so many couples, and I've been in this position before, have had a line crossed and I've kept, like, kept quiet about it. For example, my ex-boyfriend... Um, was when we first started going out, I found out that he was still in contact with his ex and they spoke every single day and it bothered me Mm -hmm. and it bothered me and it bothered me. And I said something to him and I said that it bothered me and he basically did nothing about it. And he basically told me I was crazy. Gaslit me in effect. That was Mm -hmm. an example of someone not respecting your boundary. You say something, not respecting it. But like other times, you know, I've said things in relationships where I said, this is bothering me. And they've gone, oh no, I, I respect that. Because you have to say, if you just keep quiet, then mm-hmm. they're not going to know. It's like with anything. Yeah, boundaries are super important. Boundaries. I think you're right. But I think Voicing when you're in the, in the heat of the sexual moment, sometimes those <clears throat> boundaries go out of the window, don't yeah. they? Well, Anyways, the, how yeah, have anyway. you been? How is your week? What is great. the crack? <laughs> Tell me what's new so, with you. The crack is great. Um, I've had a really interesting week. So I have cracked the hinge algorithm. Mm-hmm. So many people actually don't know about the hinge algorithm, including myself. I didn't know that this was a thing. So it all came about because my friend, um, who is one of the best girls ever, said to me that she and she mentioned it to me like we were like out for lunch or something and she mentioned it to me a while ago and only recently I've like um researched it more she basically matched with this guy on hinge and hinge Mm -hmm. is the one very different to bumble in a tinder where it's a pictures only swiping situation you say yes or no with hinge you have to write there they give you questions and you have to answer them and you know you put your pictures whatever but the questions are called prompts um, because it prompts you to start the conversation and you can reply to the to the question to the answers that people have written mm-hmm. so it's not just a yes no you can actually like write or like send them a message immediately which is quite good anyway so she matched with this guy and then he said to her oh um, and he wasn't very attractive but she was like she matched with him because sometimes like you don't know who you're swiping with like I sometimes swipe with guys that I would probably not date but sometimes you're just on a roll whatever anyway so she she matched with this guy and he was like oh you and i must be in the same category and she was like what are you talking about and he was like oh hinge has an algorithm did you not know this and she was like uh no and he was like oh they cat first of all he was wrong but he said oh they categorize people with you know what they what they look like and she was like first of all that's really fucking offensive because you are not very attractive (laughs) he was like short and fat and um 
then she she told me the story and she was like, I'm super offended. And then I recently looked into this algorithm and it is a thing. So basically, I don't think many people know this. Only people, I, I don't know who reads, I don't know how you would get this information. I only found this information because I literally Googled it for the purpose of this podcast. So I don't know mm-hmm. how anyone else well, there's no. no man there's no manual also when you sign up to hinge they don't tell you this by the way you just sign up they don't there's no guide to the app so anyway so it's done on this algorithm where at first yes it's done on what you look like and what your prompts are then it goes into who you liked said yes to and who's liked you and then it kind of like rejects then this is the most interesting bit of all which i found fascinating when you've matched with someone and you've spoken to them and you've met them, whatever. There's mm-hmm. basically a button that you can press that says that you've met and it says we met. Then you can say, yes, we've met. And then it says feedback. And it's like, do you like this person? Would you want to see more people like this person? And you can press yes. And then it will basically throw you more people like this person. So I experimented. Obviously, I mentioned I went on a date with the Silver Fox last week. He's got obviously a very specific look. So I was like, let me test it with him. I did it. By the way, just a caveat, it doesn't send the person a notification that you've said back, by the way. Because I was like, oh my God, is he going to get a notification? But it doesn't, it says it's private, whatever. Then I started noticing I was getting all these like hot, sexy Silver Foxes thrown my way. It really works. It's a thing. Anyway, then I was like, let me see if it works with people that you haven't met. Because how Hinge doesn't know, like if we've Mm -hmm. met or not. It it only Mm -hmm. knows that we've had a conversation. So... I'd matched with some other hot guy a while ago. It was one of those dating app things where you like chat for a bit and then you just end the conversation. It's like, like, I mean, it's just like, it's literally like dating app one-on-one, like everyone does it. So I was like, let me see. And I think he he was a little younger as well. He was like 28. So I am, because I I have my sessions low for some reason. I don't know why. It's literally like 28 to 50. And then, um, (laughs) and then he basically, I, I basically fed back saying, yes, we met, even though we hadn't. And then like very similar looking guys are popping up. So my my takeaway is you can basically cheat Hinge to showing you people that you want, like, what's what am I trying to say? You can basically cheat Hinge into showing you people that you'd want to date like by like the look of by doing mm-hmm. this um, algorithm code in a way which I thought was super interesting and I did ask a couple of my friends who use hinge I was like do you know this and they were like no and they were like what the fuck I've been using hinge for like two years I didn't know do you know what I think that's really interesting and I think a lot of our listeners would love to hear those little hacks um especially with algorithm because like tinder and such a minefield it's such a fucking minefield and like the serious brutality of people that you see and you're like surely these are not of my elk so anybody that has any amazing tinder hacks hinge hacks bumble anything at all just drop us a dm on instagram we would love to hear from you and obviously we can share that with others because i feel like a lot of people at the minute fiona that and we can both attest to this since we did that story a couple of weeks ago about um our listener her partner breaking up with her and she's just feeling bereft and obviously super nervous about getting back into the dating game since we read out that story we have had so many messages from people expressing the same thing um you know Mm. women in their 30s 40s all the way up to their 50s and beyond who are new to the dating game and they've just got no 
fucking idea where to start. So I feel like hacks and tips around online dating can be super helpful, especially those that are just foraying into the world of digital dating. So any tips, drop us a DM. I'd love to hear from you. Fiona, I think that's an awesome hint, Jack. Hack. I would basically be going through there and finding anybody that looked like Jared Butler and Matthew McConaughey and just saying <laughs> that we'd met. I and have to say, for the best. I have to say though that since I did this, um, you know, little trick, I have been seeing like better quality guys, and a lot. Just to before we move on, a lot of my friends, basically, we have a lot of Dubai listeners, and we know that. And everyone always says that it's so unfair in Dubai because Hinge is so good in London, but it's so crap in Dubai. So I'm wondering if you did this trick in Dubai, would it help? Because when Mm -hmm. I, weirdly, when I actually went to Dubai quite recently in January, whenever it was, I actually found quite a few hot guys on Hinge. And my friend Sophie was like, how? There's no hot guys on Hinge. So I don't know if it's because I... I don't know what it was, some algorithm, I don't know if it it was some kind of algorithm because I don't know, because I think also another thing is if you use Hinge more, this is what my cousin told me, my uh, very Gen Z cousin who told me to get Hinge in the first place. She was like, if you use it a lot um, or you're on it, it shows that you're on it, your algorithm will kind of even out. So if you leave Mm -hmm. your Hinge for ages, it will basically turn off the algorithm. So you need to be and you're then, active on Hinge. So if you are active on it, then it will show you, then your algorithm will level out. If you're not active on it, I mean, don't quote me on this, but this is basically what she's deduced from it because she's, her generation seems to fucking love it. That's how she met her mm-hmm. boyfriend. Did she meet her boyfriend there? Yeah, I think she did. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so great hack. And mm-hmm. like Laura said, please do tell us your hacks because help us out. I'm single as fuck. Um... Well, Fiona, any other interesting hinge hiccups? No, I mean, this is it for now. Um, And I will keep you posted. What I do want to talk to you about, though, Laura, is Mm -hmm. actually for the first time, this is the first podcast that Laura and I have written notes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Usually we we just read upon any of our points yet. Are we just deflecting? No, I did. I did write down that I wanted to talk about the hint. I'm a good girl. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. on because I'm about to go and read the notes and I've just tucked into the you know what you've already heard his voice hold on a second let I'm me just howling, bring it up I'm howling I'm howling well that was what was mostly it was like I'm a good, closer. I'm a good girl daddy aren't I she's like I got I, I'm off work today daddy it's so good isn't it <laughs> I just think this guy's like a builder you, you know he's a tradesman he's so belfast and to hear that voice coming out of his mouth has just fucking tickled me pink oh god oh, so i'm gonna funny. have to x out of that completely so i don't play any more personal information i'll tell you what i'll tell you what's oh, on god. the notes i actually didn't even have them up but anyway i know what's on them but the reason why we did this was because I, I, I've had this conversation, okay, with so many of my friends. Almost every single time I have sex, I have this conversation after because plot twist, girls talk about how the sex was after they've had sex, mm-hmm. um, with usually with a new guy. So, Laura Rooney, 
There are sex mm-hmm. positions in this world where men think are oh, the hottest thing ever, and they think that mm-hmm. we think it's good because some probably some loud mouth girl moaned really loudly and was faking an orgasm whilst it's happened, yeah. and now the rest yeah. of us are suffering. And these yeah. are sex positions that men love that women find penis. So <sighs> please start us off because I want to know what your number one is. I know which is mine. Tell me yours. Oh my god! You can't say on top. Oh, you yeah, you don't like a sixty nine. Like, honestly, uh, who does 69 anymore? I feel like we did, like, we talked about it in our we first talked, podcast. We it's something about, yeah. that you did when you were kind of, like, just breaking your virginity, like, 17, <laughs> 18 years old. And you were like, oh, my God, I'm so hot and sexy. But actually, it's the one position that makes me feel truly debased. And I don't think I have committed to the act of 69 since I was probably 19 or 20 years old. I just hate everything about it. I, I, I just don't enjoy it. Um, I don't think yeah, every I, guy I, goes for a sixty nine though. It's I think that it's like a six. It's that's rare. Like I I've only had like one or two guys really want to do that. I think that it's. Uh, have you ever had a guy do it the other way around? Have you ever had a guy do it the other way around where they're on top of you and their dick is like dangling like a fucking carrot in your face? Oh my have you god! That? Oh my no, god! I, I had haven't. that once. Like a little. Oh my god! Okay, thank you. I'm gonna tell you. Okay, I'm gonna tell you a story a little bit off piece but we love doing that i'm gonna tell you a story and i actually wrote this note for next week but i'm gonna tell you now because it is so this specific guy basically dangled his dick in my mouth like a little carrot when he basically (laughs) did the opposite (laughs) opposite 69 (laughs) literally like a like a courgette in my mouth okay anyway so let me tell you the story of this guy and now this is the stalking story that is literally like probably I've never, even though this is me, I've never heard a worse stalking story than this. This is probably like one of my worst I've ever done. And also my cleverest, I'm not going to lie. So mm-hmm. I was out one night. This was when I used to live in Dubai. I was 24 at the time. So we used to go out quite a lot. We were in Mihiki, which is a club in, there's one in London. There used to be one in Dubai. It doesn't exist anymore. Anyway, so me and my friends are out having a great time. And we see, so we obviously can't afford a table. We're 24. Mm-hmm. And we see these group of guys that are on a table and we basically like sidle up to them and uh, <laughs> basically sit down. And at this point I'd had like 10 tequila shots. I was like, I couldn't even, so I didn't even know my own yeah. name. Mm-hmm. I just saw this guy and he was so good looking. And God, like, you know what? I had some fucking secure attachment style back when I was 24 because I just went up to him and I just went, God, you're so good looking. And he said to me, you're really good looking too. And I was like, I'm going to kiss you. And then we basically just like made out. And then we just had this like wild night. And then um, he came back to mine. We had like the best sex ever. He was so hot. He was like, thir- I think he was, so I was 24. So he must've been about 30, 32 30, no, he was like 33 or something. So he's a bit older than me at the time. He came with mine. He, he found out that he was just on holiday here. Um, he was from the UK. Like he was just on holiday. It was one of those things. And he was staying in Dubai for another couple of days. Then he, I, I had his first, I had his first name. I didn't have anything. I had no other information. Okay. I had his first name. I knew that he worked in like oil or something. And, um, and he told me that um, he was with some of his friends who he used to work with in Dubai because he used to work in Dubai. He goes off. I then realized that he never gave me his number because obviously he thought it was a one night stand. But the next day when I was at work, 
I was literally obsessed with trying to find this guy because I was like, this guy is so good looking. I can't let this one slide. I was like, how am I going to find this guy? Bearing in mind, I, okay, I spent the entire day at work trying to figure out how to find this guy. I call Mihiki. Oh, fuck me, Fiona. Seriously. And I was like, because we were brainstorming in the office. Clearly, this is what PR girls do. And my mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, I think he paid for the table. Maybe the maybe the name of the table is under his name. So I call Mahiki, and I'm like, hi. Um, I was here on Friday, and I was with these group of guys. They were on a table, and obviously, first of all, people with posh accents get away with fucking murder because you wouldn't, you just, you wouldn't assume that I'm going to be doing something wrong. Anyway, so I basically was like, um, and I need to find the name of the guy whose table it was under because he has my necklace I gave it to him because it kept falling off and it's really special to me and I really just want to like Facebook him or something and find out who it is anyway they they gave me the full name of the guy I link I found him on LinkedIn it wasn't it wasn't the guy that I slept with it was his friend I found this guy on LinkedIn I found out the name of the company that he worked at oh sorry about that I then typed into to LinkedIn the guy I slept with first name and the name of his company and he came up his full name came up and I basically then found him on Instagram and I sent him a message being like, hey, it was so great. Like as if he told, as if he told me his full name, he hadn't. And I was like, so confident. And I was like, hey, it was so great to meet you. Like we should catch up before you leave. We didn't in the end, but what happened was we exchanged numbers and then we met up in London and he like, he took me to Claridge's. We had like a staycation in Claridge's. We went to Sushi Samba with like five of my friends. He paid for dinner. It was crazy. And then he goes to me, how did you find me? Oh like, I'm, I'm pretty God, sure I'm I didn't get, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't give you my full name. And I was like, yeah, you told me. And he was like, did I? I was like, you must've been drunk. Like you definitely told me your full name. Otherwise, how else would I have found you? How <laughs> else? Fucking freaky stalker. Oh, Fiona, that is so good. I mean, it's so bad. It's so bad, but so clever. I'm so clever. I'm sorry, but I just can't, like, you can't deny how fucking clever We could I definitely am. get you a job in line of duty. I'm telling you, I'm a detective. I'm FBI. And I take it you never admitted to him the full extent of absolutely, your desperation station? Absolutely not. He then turned oh. around in the end and was like, I'm too old for you, but I was like, whatever. You paid for dinner with me and my five friends at Sushi Samba in London. Oh my lord! I know it was Pick mental. Him up now, I see. I see what he's up to. No, sure he's, you can I, guess I have. Him. I well, I found him. I found. Him. Oh did. yeah, that. And then um, I found it. He's married now, but um, he lives in Dubai, which is really funny. He actually lives on the Palm, which I found really funny because I used to live on the Palm, and I always used to be so terrified I was going to bump into him in like waitress. I never did, but. <laughs> oh, Fiona, that is such a good story. I know. Oh my god, so bad. Anyway, completely derailed what we were going to talk about. <laughs> Whatever. Before a change. <laughs> JJ's going to be listening, just saying, can you not just stick to the fucking script for I two know. seconds, girls? Come no. on. No, um, no, no. Tell me but, this. What is this? Um, you remember you were promising us a very erotic... Oh, yes. ...story? Okay. So... This is from a male listener who's actually my friend, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to say his name. I asked him. He is single and very good looking. And Is there any way, Fiona, that um, you can maybe post a wee picture of Jeremy on our Oh my God, hilarious. I would absolutely uh-huh. love to. And if Let me ask sing- him. Yeah, we'll check and see. Where is he based? He's based in Dubai. Can- 
okay any dubai based girls looking for love and if you like the look of al jeza then drop us a message oh, cheers um he'll love this by the way so him and i were talking about basically i i think i was talking to him about the sexy art oh, that was where it came about we were talking about the fact that mr handcuffs back in the day, Mr. Handcuffs, was a little bit controlling in the bedroom. And I was like, I'm not into it because I am so vanilla that I think that going on top is kinky. Like, I just am not like that. And Mm -hmm. he basically was like, you need to like get a corset, put some heels on. And I was like, I don't think I could do it. And then I was like, tell me your most sexy story. And he has sent me this story. And it is like, basically, who the fuck is E.L. James? With Fifty Shades of Grey. This guy needs to write a book. It's so good. I'm going to read it out. Go for it. So, I just started talking to the girl and coincidentally, she lived a few houses down from me. So once we discovered this, we were quick to action. After a few meetups at the pool and on the roof and a few friendly waves as we drove past, strictly G-rated, she invited me over around 4pm-ish. When I entered the place, she was nowhere to be seen. She had told me to come inside and make myself comfortable in the living room. She was upstairs finishing off something. About 10 minutes went by and I started to wonder where she was. Then suddenly I heard her walking down the stairs. The best sound every guy like me wants to hear. High heels. So I sit waiting and the steps get louder and I start to get more excited because in my head I'm thinking what I want to think. Eventually she gets to the bottom of the stairs. I can't see her and she stops. I receive a text at this moment and the text says, take off your clothes. Naturally, I've never been so quick to get naked. Once I'm sitting there. Oh, sorry, I feel flushed. (laughs) Once sitting on her couch naked, she turns the corner and there she is, standing in the sexiest outfit I've ever seen. Black corset, high heels, collar on the neck, stockings and a whip in hand. Needless to say, I've never gotten my dick so hard so quick. I didn't even need to touch it. It was just fucking hard like cement. She walked over and straddled me. I'm really trying not to sound like too too sexual. (laughs) I haven't haven't had sex in a while so this is like the closest I've got Um, she walked over and straddled me at the moment in time I decided to pick her up and walk her over to the kitchen table we were kissing for about two minutes before I spun her over dominantly kicked her legs apart and then just ate her pussy like it was fucking crack after about five, five minutes of this, keeping in mind I'm dominantly kept her arms restrained and pulling her hair back, etc., I decided to slip my dick in her extremely wet pussy. And well, the rest is history. It was probably a good 70, 70 minute fuck sesh. I'm sorry, but this girl Seven deserves zero. Yeah. Fucking hell. How boring. Sorry, but she has a vagina of steel because after 70, 70 minutes, fucking minutes jezza that poor girl will be lying back thinking what she's having for her sunday fucking dinner what is that about but you know Should what we... he obviously he obviously set the scene um i believe that you can't really fuck for that amount of time after like the third date then you kind of definitely yeah. have to decrease still like a, a respectable 20 minutes 70 minutes seven zero or one seven no 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 seven zero like oh, 70 geez, okay but what he goes on to say is 
well, what he goes on to say is that she knew that he liked role play, which is and and that he liked outfits. And they had a previous conversation, which, to be honest with you, what I love, what I love about this story, and to give this girl her dues, is they already had a conversation about it, which I think is mm-hmm. great because I think a lot of the time, so he obviously is into that, and she's obviously into it, and they had a conversation and put it out there in the open so everyone knew what they were getting into. It's not like he didn't know, he didn't like, he doesn't like S&M, and then she fucking rocks up looking like Catwoman. Yeah, it's not like he turned up and she's going, hello, daddy, come in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, they were openly, they, they were clearly very openly sexual yeah. together. And I love that because a woman has these desires in, you know, same amount, if not more than the man. And the yeah. woman is just as entitled to get herself dressed up feeling sexy, feeling slutty, if that's what she's into. And I think that's a great story. And for fucks to this woman, totally. like she knew exactly what she was doing. She met her <coughs> counterpart in, the, in this, in Jezza. He's come in, fucked the life out of her, admittedly for like at least 40 minutes too long, in my opinion. You know, the totally poor week was probably red fucking raw after. But, you know, that's a great <laughs> story. And I, you know, there's a, an awful lot there to be, um, to be heralded for consent for openness mm. for owning your kind of sexual desire and just to be very open with your sexualness so i think that's bloody awesome for a play to the two of them um so so as part of this i actually started reading a book which is very to do with this story because basically in effect she seduced him with the whole okay oh my god is my laptop okay sorry everyone um you know she seduced him and mm-hmm. she basically created the, the she set the scene and everything which is so great it's so great that a, a woman basically owned, like you said owned her sexuality mm-hmm. and went for it so I actually just started literally today so I haven't got far started reading this book called The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene and it is one of the most interesting books I've ever... I mean, I haven't got very far because I just started reading it today. But I... The premise of it is basically... I mean, the the titles of the chapters are a bit much. But basically, the whole premise of the book is basically talking about... And uh, it's... I don't want to say it's a guide, but it's basically... It, it shows the manipulation through seduction of how to get a man or a woman and it talks about the different types of seducer i mean some of the titles of the book says choose the of the chapters choose the right victim and then this is another one that i enjoyed create a need stir anxiety and discontent it's a bit much the title i know sounds like an absolute dick the author rather sounds like a dick Use the d- demonic power of words to sow confusion. It's it's wild, but so basically, the first the chapter that I'm on is called um, the siren. So it basically it goes through the different um, the different seducers there are in the world, which is basically number one is the siren. So the siren, obviously, like is most uh, famously known as the it's like the mermaid. Basically, they lured men to their deaths. And okay. it it basically shows different famous women 
through the history who were sirens, which is this like alt- the ultimate sedu- seductress, which was Cleopatra, Marilyn Monroe. You know, they had this like they were known for not being the most beautiful face, but they had some they had this like sexual energy. Him. Yeah, they had this sexual mm-hmm. energy that basically like hooked men in and no and these were powerful men that basically lost their minds. And it talks about the story of Cleopatra and how like it's so interesting. I will like I'll I'll link it in the show notes because I re- it's quite a big book. Like it's gonna take me a while. But is there anything for our <clears throat> listeners to to learn from this book? Any, I mean like- I I guess so. I I what I found so interesting actually about reading this chapter that I'm on, which is not I mean I'm really not very far. I literally started reading it like an hour before we jumped on here. Was that the art of seduction is nothing to do with what ha- the uh, aesthetical aesthetic beauty of a person. It's it's things like your voice, your actions. And interestingly, which I do think is something to take away for our listeners, is that it talks about the fact that men in particular like danger. Um, and okay. back from, you know, back in the day where men went away to war, you know, they went on the high seas, they had that element of danger, basically, they had, they were heavily involved in like politics, obviously, we have politicians now, but it's like a different, and now men, basically, are in a very safe environment, everything Mm -hmm. is pretty safe, not, not everyone is told that they have to go to war, it's very like, it's a small minority of men that have this, like, power and danger element a part of their lives, so when they, find this woman that basically gives them the element of danger and adventure that's when they basically become obsessed and it's usually men which i found really interesting who have, who are in high power positions like caesar with cleopatra which is why i always I, I read that and i was like that's so interesting because donald trump for example milena trump was a model he only mm-hmm. has shagged models because it gives him this element of like danger mm-hmm. so interesting but do you know what as well and I, I wonder if you're going to touch upon this point as you read forward but for me um with you know my partners um something that I find so attractive is not necessarily how they look but their kind of their inner confidence and I feel yeah. like confidence either in a man or woman vice versa confidence can be one of the most unbelievably attractive yes. things so um for example, if I jump on top, um, now I'm quite confident, whatever, I just fucking rock back and forth, fork like I'm having some <laughs> sort of fucking episode, right? <laughs> just trying to like, is it, is it in yet? You know what's happening? <laughs> but um, when you're confident and when you're on top, for example, and you're not covering yourself, you're not covering your stomach, you're not, mm. you know, awkwardly gyrating. When you put your back into it and you fully embrace it and enjoy the moment, I feel like men find that so unbelievably attractive and that yeah. can really ensnare men. Um, I feel like confidence is one of the biggest things and, you well, know, if you don't necessarily feel that confident, just fucking fake it and, you know, you'll you'll be given enough encouragement that sooner or later you'll be, like, knocking it out the park. Um, Fiona, you know what I've just realised? We didn't talk about mm. your least your least My... favorite sexual position oh. that you do not enjoy but men seemingly just love what would that be for you so <laughs> we're jumping around today um okay so my number one sexual position that 
and I've got to the point now when it when it happens, I just I just stop them and I'm like, I can't do it. It's the one where you're on your back and then they lift your legs up and they put your they hook your legs over their shoulders. And so you're basically like oh. sitting in this like co- crunched cockroach position <laughs> and you're like like you're like a dead cockroach curled up. You're like breasts on stomach. Your breasts are like talking to your like rolls and your rolls are like crunched up. And above all that, on top of all that, it hurts. It is not a comfortable position for anyone. It is for the guy, oh it, the girl, God. and it's just so awful. Right. How did I forget that one? That's the worst. And so, like, honestly, we've all put on weight at the minute, so I don't even oh have rolls. I just have a big, massive, compressed keg. I just have one roll. Lard. Like, and even this, even when I was in my thinnest days, like you'd always have those roads. And honestly, it's, it's the most debasing position, right? It's not attractive for anybody, but you're right, men seem to really enjoy it. And it doesn't even feel good. Man, please stop doing that to your girlfriends. Honestly. There's nothing, because there's, there's nothing. It's also just like super like it's not intimate at all and like for me like my number one thing about sex is and this is I don't like having sex where it's not an intimate experience and like you know if I can call me a romantic whatever this is why like I don't mind doggy if I'm like in it I'm probably drunk and I'm just doing it for the sake of it but I actually just find it what I just don't find it a very like one I don't find it pleasurable at all I also feel like when I'm doing doggy is another one where I like tits feel like udders oh my god they just flap around flapping back and forth and you're just like like do i hold that you look down you see your wee ditties just dangling and then i always see my little tummy just hanging down yeah it's just they're flapping in the wind and i'm just like jesus christ come like honestly can i not just go and put on a freaking t-shirt and also doggy i don't like how exposed my asshole is as well yeah that me too well, we've already discussed quite uncomfortable and apparently when men are having sex with you in doggy position they just love to look at your butthole um and also do things with it and i'm just not there for that leave my arsehole alone i don't like to see my dangling ditties either um but ultimately you know um doggy style is quite enjoyable really if the lights are off and you can't see any of that shit happening I just, it depends on the size of the penis, if I'm totally honest with you, because mm. I think if it if it's too big, it hurts. Yeah. I'm no, basically, sure. anyone who's going to future have sex with me, anything that makes me hurt, I'm like, no, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. I don't like pain. I'm not one of these girls that likes to be slapped around in the bedroom. I'm like, vanilla baby all the way. Van- there is Stroke massive- my hair. <laughs> Tell yeah, me there I is look a nice. massive <laughs> insurgence of vanilla sex because vanilla has been pissed upon for years in favor of kink 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 and all these crazy bdsm things and you know what like we've said before and we will continue to say because we've had so much support on this vanilla is delicious yeah tell us please what position do you not enjoy but your partner enjoys or you know you have found that men really enjoy what is that position for you is it jumping on top is it doggy style is it when they're constantly trying to shove their fucking fingers up your arse what is it 69 please please tell me there's other people out there that are just not enamored by 69 
surely we can't be the only people Fiona what's really interesting about all the positions when I've asked friends and when I was asking friends because I knew we were going to do this segment and what basically you and I have discussed and it actually goes back to this point of this book with the art of seduction which is that every position that we don't like is because it makes us feel not confident about our bodies Mm-hmm. It has a has a little to do with it's not comfortable and it hurts a little bit, but that's a secondary thing. If it was, if I felt confident in my body and it hurt a little bit and it wasn't super comfortable, I'd probably just grin and bear it. But the mm-hmm. fa- the reason why I'm like repulsed and I'm like, I can't do it is because when I'm crunched up like a cockroach, I'm not thinking about <laughs> the dick inside me. I'm thinking about my fat rolls or like when he's doing me from behind, I'm like, oh my God, um... So he just can see inside he can see inside my asshole and my i'm not a porn star oh, just no need <laughs> oh god oh, would you like a hobnob why the fuck do you think an asshole looks like a hobnob Hobnobs. i don't know you are the one that wanted to beat your asshole recently i'm just i'm just joshing but i'm just saying that you know you mean you're better off saying an asshole's like a party ring or like a ginger nut (laughs) ginger nut oh my god actually we have just quickly before we finish we have a friend oh my god i you know what i'm gonna say say. oh my so we have a friend who swears by sticking a piece of ginger up the asshole men or girl because it gives you a better orgasm now we need let me just okay state okay. that it needs to be peeled the ginger yeah i was that's what i was gonna say not to like the, the nubbly skin bit like covered with compost. like just a little bit just a little bit yeah needs so to you peel it off so obviously the ginger is exposed you pop that up your butt and apparently that ignites the um the, oh, the nerve makes- endings oh, i just no. imagine that that would give me severe diarrhea like serious squirts right but according to this friend it is a surefire way to have the most apocalyptic orgasm by shoving I'm not about a piece trying of it. ginger i'm just you know what i'm just not about that life honestly i can feel the burn as we speak i'm literally I'm like clenching it. my bum together because yeah. i don't want to shove she ginger up. by it so she if there's something that you're into or you've tried it in the past do let us know <laughs> Um, that was a great note to end on, honestly. It and is. whenever our psh, common friend, um, I love hearing <laughs> that story because she actually is the one person that I know that actually sounds posher than Fiona. And you just don't expect her to crack this shit out. And she'll just be talking like, yeah, 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 yeah. Cricket club. Posh girls yeah, are very yeah, dirty. Yeah, and I shoved some ginger up my ass. And oh my God. And people are like, it's a terrible impression. Sick. Well, did she just say that anyways ginger up the hole for the win let us know how you get on personally i will not be trying that i will also not be 69ing and i will also be i'll be doing doggy in the dark well i think we can my boyfriend's such a lucky guy honestly i'm not doing this i'm not doing that i'm not doing this and then also the dead cockroach is i think that's what we should rename it i actually think it has a i think it has a specific name i don't know what it is I don't know, but I'm going to call it the dead cockroach. And if anyone fucking comes near me with the dead cockroach position, I'm just, I just. Is it helpful to like just have one leg as opposed to both? I feel like with one leg, you kind of steady yourself. 
I no, I I just like I don't want any legs. I just want them down. Do me missionary like the, like the way God intended. <laughs> but you know what the thing is? I really Who came up with this position. Me too. I really enjoy it. Why I find it? it thoroughly enjoying. I like to look into his eyes. I like to feel the weight of a man on me. You know, me it's too. minimal down exposure for and for me maximum clitoral stimulation if you need to do your own thing you can reach down there and give me a helping hand like it's a lovely thing to do um like up the fucking missionary position that's what i say let's petition right we better go because we have run away way over but to be fair we did stick to most of our notes actually my computers great speaking to you um it was lovely speaking to you as always fiona and love you cannot wait to speak to you again tell me this quickly quickly when's your yeah, date yeah. with mr silvergrave box man um not sure tbc okay, okay. keep you posted tbc keep you posted. um yeah okay we well, shall listen, see as always lovely listeners we are so thankful for your support we cannot tell you and um, please continue uh to subscribe and review if you haven't already and we love to hear from you. Honestly, your stories give us so much life. They are so hilarious. Drop us a DM on Instagram or email us info at lovebypodcast.com. And we appreciate you massively and have a wonderful bloody day.